Hey guys. Hi. What yeah. up, though? We're back. As usual. Back. We back. love us. <laughs> it's Jermaine. And Shariah. And we are the new kids. Hey, you didn't let her say Lauren. I, I know. I was getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, she already started with me. We do this every episode. She be starting with me, y'all. My bad, guys. It's proof. We're here with Whatever. Lauren. Also, Elle the Foodie. Say hi, girl. Hey, everyone. Um, Lauren is the creative head behind Millennial Meat Stove, and we're definitely going to get more into that as we go through the episode, but we want to let you all know that we're recording out of the DAWC Clubhouse. If you would like more information on the Detroit Association of Women's Clubs, you can visit our website at friendsofdawc.com. Well, getting into (laughs) Shariah's favorite part. Um, oh, yeah. The question of the day. So the question is, if you had the opportunity to sit down with one person from the past, who would it be and why? And since you came up with the question, oh. I feel like you already got an answer, so you can start. I did not have an answer, <laughs> but I do now. So I would probably choose to sit down with my godfather. He um, was murdered about a month after I was born, okay. maybe a month or so. So I always hear all these fun stories about him and just like how motivational he was and how fun and loving and stuff. And he was like one of my dad's best friends. So I think I would sit down with him just to sit down with him. Everybody was like, he was all excited about me coming and being his goddaughter. And he just knew I was coming on his birthday and I did. So we had the same birthday. So I think I would just, I think he would have really played like a really, really good role in my life. So Mm -hmm. I'd probably sit down with him and. Chop it up. And I heard he liked to party, too. So I Turn up. Really would have got along. <laughs> uh, for me, I would want to sit down with Eartha Kitt. I just recently hmm. finished her um, biography not too long ago. And she seems like such a fascinating woman who lived such a fascinating life. And she got to interact with all these great people and be very vocal about her stance and about her role in, like, civil rights and things like that. So she's someone I definitely would love to have the opportunity to sit down and chat with and just gain valuable life lessons and all of that fun stuff plus I'm, I'm sure she has some amazing stories yeah i was just about to say like i feel like <laughs> y'all like two get her. along yeah. like i feel like she is like you at an older age so it would be perfect like you know petite shady yes. you know <laughs> you know it is what it is do you have uh a person lauren um i would definitely say my great grandmother. Everyone okay. says that we act just alike. We do the same thing. My grandfather said we cook alike. So I would love to. I mean, I met her when I was younger, mm-hmm. but she died when I was young. So okay. I would love to be able to soak up some of that energy of hers and yeah. really see how I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this topic kind of touches on the idea that if you still have like older generations of people in your life, definitely try to talk to them and get, you know, as much information as you can because. So much history and knowledge and stuff is lost when we don't have those conversations and those connections with our older relatives. So definitely do that opportunity if you still can. And and it makes like such a big difference for them too. Yeah, they love it. Like my family, we've always done um, family reunions once a year, and it's like 
500 of us like there's a whole <laughs> bunch of us on my grandpa's side and so like that's where we really got to know each other got to know the family history and stuff so um when we're there just spending time with the older people is amazing yeah especially when my uncle be like you want some alabama sipping whiskey and i'm like no, no. i don't know what that is all right so next up we have our diving in the d topic um, and the first event that I want to talk about is coming up on November 3rd. Um, it's, it's called Adult Coloring for Mindfulness, and it's at the Detroit Public Library main branch on Woodward. Um, this event is free, and the purpose of this event is to allow um, those of us who experience stress and anxiety or just like to color to release your everyday distractions and practice being present in the moment as you color yourself calm. And what I really like about this event is that it helps us to kind of tap into the that childhood activity that we enjoyed so much but don't really have the opportunity to engage in. Um, a couple months ago, I went to a coloring event at the Charles H. Wright Museum. Um, and it was hosted by this black woman who created her own coloring book. So all of the pages were centered or themed around black women and oh, black so characters. Good. And it was a really great experience. People had, you know, we had the opportunity to drink and color and just network. And I think that's something that everybody should take part in because coloring isn't just for kids. And as we know, coloring can be very soothing. It can yeah. be very calming um, and just kind of help you center yourself when you have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I use them in the call center for my employees. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, whew, you tripping. Here go a picture. <laughs> go down. <laughs> so definitely, um, as I mentioned, this event is happening on Saturday, November 3rd. So definitely take part of this event if you can. Um, and then the next event that uh, I want to talk about is the Detroit chapter of the NAACP. Their job club is hosting a meetup on Tuesday, November 6th. Um, it is at the NAACP headquarters um, on 2nd Avenue. This event is also free um, and it just allows job seekers and um, people who are just looking to boost their confidence and job search techniques, resume building, um, mock interview skills, and all of that. So if you're really looking for an opportunity to build up the, those skills um, and meet like-minded individuals, this is definitely an event that you will want to take a part of. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Yes, it is your All turn. All right, so we're going to get into another one of my favorites, the You Matter Know, which I think is amazing because I made it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so what this is, Lauren, is you get to choose a topic. We'll talk about it a little bit, and then you can tell us if you are mad or no, and we will then say if we're mad I feel or like we've been mad. We were real mad on Blake's episodes. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> mad. I feel like we've been mad ever since we introduced this topic. Well, mine isn't so bad, so I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I was browsing the Detroit Free Press app thingy mm-hmm. jigger and found um, an article where they were talking about how they are getting rid of Columbus Day in Columbus. So <laughs> that was pretty funny but when i read more into the article it's not like they're getting rid of columbus day because of who he was being that he was a thief yeah rapist uh evil evil all that good stuff (laughs) so it wasn't like um they got rid of that because of that they were only getting rid of it because they have there's only a certain amount of holidays that you can observe 
um, with like schools and such. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of schools don't, some of them don't have Martin Luther King Day off because they maybe decided to have Columbus Day off or, you know, Veterans Day or whatever. So in this particular case, the city is choosing not to celebrate Columbus Day anymore, still recognize it, but not, you know, the banks, all that stuff is still going to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're now going to shift their focus to Veterans Day. Okay. So... I don't know if I'm mad or not. I'm 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 okay with it, but my thing is I would have been not mad <laughs> if it was like we're not celebrating this because of who he, he was. was. Yeah. Because I'm so tired of painting this picture like, oh my god, he discovered it's this so land that people how, were already on. Yeah, as kids, we're taught about, you know, Thanksgiving when all of the Native Americans came together with Christopher Columbus and the pilgrims and they all sat around this table with turkeys and everybody <laughs> and just had a jolly good time. And it's like, no. no. Like, like, it's very why did y'all lie to us for so long? Like, so that's long. what I don't understand. Like, just live in your truth. And then United we, it's not States like, of America. It's not like <laughs> when we got older, they were like, oh, well, actually, this is what happened. It's, we had to find out for ourselves right. or we were exposed to it, yeah. you know, from outside of education where actually Christopher Columbus did this, this, and this. And, you know, he caused so much havoc, chaos, and all of that. And it's like, well, who who decided that we was going <laughs> to learn about the... We've been whitewashed. Right. <laughs> who decided to whitewash this? The crazy part about it is, for me, it's not like it was a conversation that I had with my parents. Right, right. And they told right. me what was real, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh... Black Twitter is upset mm-hmm. about this exactly. one. Let me do a little digging, and I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is crazy!" Yeah. Like, because I went to school in Nebraska, so I didn't really have you know any black teachers or anybody that would stand up and say the real truth is. But I mean, even whatever. for me going to school, like going to school here, having black teachers, that still was not a conversation that we had. Where it was like, "Well, Christopher Columbus actually did all of this, you know, caused all this negative." repercussions it was as you said black twitter which is which definitely speaks to the state of education just in general the influence of social media and especially because education hasn't evolved it hasn't at all it's devolving in a sense where so many other stories are now being um watered down or whitewashed i remember seeing a clip about a school uh textbook that was saying like oh yeah black people um basically like decided to hop on boats and come along like <laughs> what is what is happening we just here? got on the boat we, we were like going to america right and like to be slaves yeah <laughs> sure like what and so it's just it's crazy how even with all this access our education has not improved yeah it's it's gotten worse yeah and then you know people even with like increased technology in schools, even with kids having more access to the internet and information than we did and our parents did and our grandparents, they are still getting the short end of the stick when it comes to education. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like they're being punished when they go against what's in the textbooks. Right, exactly. So it's like, we can tell our kids all day long, this is this is what it is, but at the end of the day, to pass the grade or pass the class, you have to, you have to say whatever it is that they're looking for. So it's kind of like confusion, really, because it's like, well, my mom said this is what's happening, but you are telling me something completely different. So how does a kid know what to believe? Columbus was a killer. <laughs> Next I saw the kid in the principal's office. <laughs> I saw the little meme. It was a like teacher reading to her class, and Cardi B was in the back, a little young Cardi B, and it was like my mom said, "The only Christopher Reed knowledge is Wallace." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 
So to answer the question, am I mad or no? I'm not mad about them uh, You're, not celebrating. But I would have been happy had it been for a more legitimate reason other than having to choose another holiday. Yeah. I feel it. I'm glad they didn't choose to get rid of Martin Luther King Day and still celebrate clubs. <laughs> so I guess they did something right. So right. Veterans Day counts. Right. Yeah. You know, it Veterans Day is this lit. So. All right. So my topic, and this is something that we've briefly talked about before. We oh, kind of talked about it last week, but I don't think either we weren't recording or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was think, a sidebar yeah. conversation. But anyway, I want to talk about something that has been a hotbed topic in the state and city for a while and this is of course the state of public transportation in the motor city um the reason i want to bring this topic up is uh, because as of late bike lanes have increasingly become more present and got on my east, nerves which is if you don't know that's where i reside okay <laughs> <laughs> jermaine's um, an east sider yes yeah, jermaine's an east sider in case you didn't know because <laughs> you never met me but anyway um yeah so just uh, as I'm riding around on the east side and talking with other people who live on the east side um, and seeing these bike lanes pop up, but also encountering uh, potholes that have only gotten worse, um, streetlights that are out, public transportation that's not reliable. Um, and as we're recording this right now, um, it's Detroit Mobility Week, which is um, centered around public transportation and just the overall mobility of the city. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah. With the bike lanes, you know, a lot of, especially on Twitter, um, it's a running joke that once bike lanes start pipe, pipe, popping up, gentrification has begun. And I think it's very interesting where these bike lanes are being placed um, and who they're for. Because when you think about the um, location of these bike lanes, I don't see that many people on bikes anyway. Yeah. So it's like, who are these bike lanes for? And then the people that I do see on bikes aren't in the bike lane, which I appreciate. But (laughs) and I get it. You know, I get the purpose of bike lanes um, in a sense that they are supposed to create a safer environment for sidewalks because, of course, people who are riding on sidewalks. um, When you have kids like on the sidewalks and elderly people, bike. In theory, bike lanes are safer because they allow for people on on bikes or cyclists to safely go through traffic with like side lights and you know lines and all of that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. However, as I mentioned, who on these bikes? Because <laughs> yeah. in the areas that I've seen these bike lanes. I haven't seen high cycling activity, um, nor the cyclists that I do see are predominantly in that demographic in that neighborhood. So I'm like, y'all really spent money on bike lanes when there are so many other public transportation needs that could have been met before. Like, let's address those first. Mm Like, before the introduction of bike lanes. It's great that we have a bike lane, but then there's a pothole that a whole bike can, can fit in. in. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> did you really make it safer for them or did you make it right. and you a know, little bit worse? Things are changing. The perspective of transportation is changing. We as the Motor City are shifting from this heavy, heavy um, dependence on automobiles to public transportation, to walking, to you know cycling. 
it's healthier, of course, as a physical activity, but at the same time, what benefit is it adding that couldn't have been addressed, like that something else couldn't have been addressed that would have addressed a greater, more immediate need? Right. Like I don't yeah. see, oh, we put this bike lane here, and now all of a sudden, 30 million bikes can now ride safely down the street. Like, no, we put this bike lane here. And it's I'm still too. a very large pothole <laughs> in the way of this bike lane and the street light. Three lights are out, so I can't see the bike. No way if I'm driving down the street. Like, come on. What's really good? Yeah, it's annoying. Or even, like, the, the new buses and stuff that they have. Like, I, I work... I'm not going to say where I work. But <laughs> I work across the street from a very popular D-Dot spot. Uh-huh. So I've seen these new buses as I'm leaving work. And I'm like, yo, this is great. Uh-huh. Are these, these the buses with Wi-Fi and stuff? I guess so. They're like green, green. and yeah, they're, they're all fancy. Oh, yeah. some, you know? some buses have Wi-Fi now. So on them, like, I believe. this is great. But y'all driving sucks. Y'all driving <laughs> is still trash. Right. And what about, you know, the timing of buses? Are buses now improving, you know, the schedules? Like, are buses actually stopping where they're supposed to? I don't think... I, I think no. the only benefit to, as far as, like, improving the schedule is that now the excuse of the bus broke down... Doesn't really it, it, it doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Like I was leaving downtown one night, I'm driving down 75, and I see a bus, <laughs> and it's dragging something, and sparks are flying yeah. out the back of this bus, oh and I'm like, and shout out to the people who are. <laughs> well, my mama used to tell me that like buses used to ride to Davidson, like it used to be bus stops on the Davidson and stuff. Back really? In the day. That reminds yeah. me of when that party bus got on the freeway, and I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, we was on a party bus that got on the freeway, y'all. That was interesting. But anyway, I'm just in the back like, is this safe? <laughs> I don't think it um, is. <laughs> there are people in the city who are using their voice to create a stronger platform for um, the need of public transportation, uh, which is definitely appreciated. And I feel like those voices aren't getting the attention that they deserve. Yeah. Or, and as we know, of course, we are. Um, having issues with legislation um, in neighboring counties that don't want to improve the state of public transportation because they feel it will negatively impact their citizens. I'm not going to name that politician that we all know and hate because Mm. he's an old racist bastard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a story for another day. But anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah, so... To answer the question, am I mad or not? Yes, I'm mad because I'm trying to figure out why this bike lane is here, but it's still a pothole um, in my way and the bike way. So, in everybody's way. Everybody's way. And it's more dangerous for the bike. What? The potholes. Oh, yeah, because. Like, at least my car can take it. I know. <laughs> not, I not hit a few of them. Them two little baby tires, you're going to end up. So, yes, my I'm mad. <laughs> mad with you, sis. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Same thing. So, Lauren, do you have a topic that you want to weigh in on? On are you mad or not? Mm-hmm. Let's see. It and it could be, be anything. Thanks, <laughs> We spend too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll bring up the most important, well, not the most important topic, but the most talked about topic today. As we all know, our well, my old good friend, Kanye West. Ooh. Oh, God. Mucha. <laughs> Yes, go ahead. Cause I've been I've been trying to avoid the interwebs today. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be on. I don't even. What what happened with yeah. him today? What what, is, what I, is, I just know Trump know. was involved. I knew it was something like that too. Okay. Like he just got there. He's pulling on his phone, like showing the pictures, taking hugging them, hugging things. family photos. He says that his hat gives him superpowers or something like that. 
or makes him a superhero. At this point, he's on crack. Well, we knew, honestly, I feel like this is, this was definitely something that we kind of all knew was coming with Kim actively working with Donald Trump to um, engage in topics about prison reform, which I'm still trying to understand, but whatever. I'm still trying to understand it, but I think I can appreciate her approach more because it was for a particular topic at that time. Sure. But being like your homeboy, I I can't get with it like at all. And it's really sad. Though. I don't like, even see the motive of it. Like, what are you? Why, right. what are you getting out of this? Exactly. <laughs> like, and then on top of that, it's like that's it's like one of the saddest like evolutions, I guess I would say, that I've ever seen. Like, yeah. you know, when we were younger, Kanye was popping. College dropout. College dropout. What? And it's just yeah, it's crazy listening to Kanye's old stuff. And I know a lot of people bring up this art argument about how well you can't really hold that against him because artists evolve. And I'm like, is this really an evolution? No, this doesn't really seem like an evolution. Yeah. It, it's I guess it's just a negative evolution. An evolution. Just honestly, the state of our... <laughs> the state like of our political... Um, our political climate is definitely an interesting one. On mm-hmm. one hand, we have, you know, a larger number of um, women, minority women, especially running for office, winning mm-hmm. office, gaining that momentum, gaining that support. But on the other hand, we still have this presidential cabinet and it's like at this point i don't know if it can get much worse uh, yeah, it can i definitely. mean i'm sure it can uh, but it's like his vice president I, like, is definitely worse he is but it's yes. just like my god like at what point do we say enough is enough at what point like and it's not like kanye just is doing this and nobody's saying anything. Yeah. You have like Fran, like you have people who have actively been like, bruh. Like what is wrong with you? Uncle Snoop was like, what is wrong with you? Like, John you're Trump tripping. Like, hey bruh. He sent his text messages like, bruh, no. You, you tripping. I was, yeah, that whole topic is crazy. Is it is this like kids nowadays, or I guess I would say like maybe middle school age would never believe who Kanye was. Before, before, and you know what? This also makes me think of like when we look at the history of rap, mm-hmm. how it grew from this like anti-political, you know, very like down with the man, fuck the police, fuck politics type yeah. deal, yeah. to one of the bigger names in hip hop, cozying up with someone who has very clearly indicated that he is not for minorities or African American. Exactly. Period. Women. It's like it's women, the, the crazy children, children. <laughs> is how do you go from George Bush doesn't like black, black people, people on exactly. national television to this? Like, I saw a meme and it was like, I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in George. I'm like, wow. I'm like, it's just amazing to me. Like, it's like, it's kind of one of those things like I never really thought I would see. Exactly. Just like with even white people are confused. Like, okay. White people are like, they're like, what is going on here? Like, it's all your work. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like it's a, like a some type of role reversal or something like George Bush over here kicking it with Michelle Obama eating cough oh, drops yeah. and stuff. <laughs> hey, it's still fuck George Bush though. That's it, is. it is. It is. He was just on some BS with the uh, Kavanaugh um, Senate hearings and calling and supporting Kavanaugh. So make no mistake. Yeah, we not absolutely know, we make no mistake there. We're not not at all in any support of anything that he has done. But I just never really thought I would see him kicking with the Obamas and see Kanye 
being buddy buddy with President Cheeto Puff. I just never thought. So I bet George was probably sitting at home like, man. This nigga tried to call me out and I look at <laughs> look him. Look at him. Cool. Look at him. <laughs> look at you now. So, yeah. I think we can all say we're mad on him. Yeah. I'm sad too though. Yeah. It's a sad case. He yes. Is, he's sad. It's like, to me it seems like we watched his downfall. We watched exactly. him spiral. Yeah. And it's like, we know that he has the ability to get the help that he needs. We know that people have reached out. But I feel like at the end of the day, nobody can replace his mother. Yeah. And that is where it all just Especially because got of the circumstances in which she passed. Yeah. With it being so sudden. You know, yeah. not really dealing with that, um, to, you know, scenario. I'm sure really impacted yeah. him in a way because when you don't take time to grieve you mess up a lot of stuff and yeah. people don't realize that and i think with him i don't think it's that he didn't take the time i think nobody really gave him the time yeah. it was kind of mm-hmm. like Where oh that's that? sad right. when you produce some music like you know so pills call it a day yeah it was crazy and i yeah this um, i appreciate that more people are starting to take that stance on getting help Mm -hmm. like Taraji I believe just started a um, organization for mental health um, to honor her father Um, more especially more black celebrities are starting to become more vocal about something that we know traditionally in the black community historically has never been um, looked upon as something positive yeah. Like when somebody in your family had mental health issues, they just kind of was like, oh, that's your crazy oh. cousin. Don't talk right. to him. Or like, yeah. we normally go around uh, Crazy Larry over there. We just kind of <laughs> let him do what he do. Yeah. Not, oh, you know, maybe Cousin Larry really needs some help. Let's try to get him the resources that he needs because he may be suffering from some real issues, whether it be PTSD related mm-hmm. or any other type of, you know, mental health issue. And I think it's, it's important to continue to have these conversations about mental health um, because it's easy to get back to where we were right. and just kind of yeah. like not talking about it, not saying anything. And I know for me, it was helpful for people to be like, you know, you're not the only one that feels like this. Because I thought when I went through my bout with depression that I was crazy. Right. I thought for sure that I had lost all my marbles and <laughs> I never was going to get them back and I was just going to be stuck in that space forever. So for me, it was helpful for people to be like, Hey, I've been there. Like, it's okay. Yeah, there are resources out there for you. Like, I was just, um, I've utilized a resource. uh, It's a website called Therapy for Black Girls. And it's a state, or it's a national directory of black women therapists in all different fields. So, um, you know, resources like Talkspace, which is like online therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Therapy for Black Girls. There are just so many different. Just podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. Like, there are so many different things. Or even our jobs too. Yeah, like, like my I, job has it, but it's one thing. If you don't say nothing, it's not something I'm gonna really advertise. But for me, I know the minute see, I see an employee struggling, I'm like, here go this number, bro. And we call it. <laughs> we advertise it. We talk about it in new hire orientation. We bring it up during like when we talk about FMLA because it's free, and it's like it's there for at my job. You, it's you or anybody in your household can use mm-hmm. it for up, to, for up to eighteen months after you leave. So oh, even wow. if you don't, like, even if you, you know, get fired or quit, you can still use that resource up to 18 months after you leave. That's amazing because a, a lot of places don't realize, I think, and I really didn't realize it either till we went to that residency and they were talking about it, like, how workplace violence can be eliminated just by being considerate of certain things. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't fire nobody on a Friday. Right. They got to sit 
and think all they got to think about is how to um, right, handle you <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> come Monday you know what I'm saying so like I didn't it's little stuff like that that I never thought of so I think that that program to continue is amazing because mm-hmm. when something like that happens you know and it's like it's, that's just it for a lot of people right and yeah it, it and the one thing I like about those type of programs is it's not just like um, counseling with mental health mental health issues it's like grief counseling mm-hmm. if somebody passes suddenly mm-hmm. where like my coworker passed away suddenly. Um, the resource was still available to her spouse and her kids up to 18 months, you know, because she was an employee there. So any type of, any type of circumstance um, that resources and other resources are available for you to use. Even in, And I know the city has a lot of good resources, too, mm-hmm. that you can use or um, connect with to kind of guide you through seeking help for mental illness. Yeah. So, that was a mouthful. <laughs> it was. But we're going to take a break. Um, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. All that fun stuff. The New Kids is all about giving entrepreneurs the right platform. If you're interested in advertising with us, send us an email at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. And we're back. Back, back, back. We need an echo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. I know you guys missed us. Yes. So, now we're going to introduce our guest. Her name is Lauren Gillen, also known as Elda Foodie. And she is responsible for Millennial Meat Stove. So, if you want to tell us a little tiny bit about yourself, and then we're going to get into some lightning fast facts. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> Elda Foodie, Lauren. Um... I'm a recent graduate from Ferris State University. Go Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the graduates. (laughs) Um, From Detroit, Westside, Bright Melbourne, to be exact. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I started my own blog called Millennial Meat Stove, which is teaching millennials how to prepare meals while earning degrees, managing multiple brands, and working towards their personal goals. So we can stop cooking chicken Alfredo. Yeah. Well, I got some Alfredo. We're going to make it a little bit better. All right. All right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right. So we're going to do our fast facts. We're going to see if you can get it done in 30 seconds. Um, I I think only one person has got it done in 30 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. So far. So far. So let's see if you can beat the record. All right. Go. All right. Detroit native. All right. East side or west side? West side. Favorite Coney Island? El Georges. High school. Annapolis. How do you stay inspired? Stick us to the purpose. There we go. All right. Yes. 15 seconds left. Turn Woo! up. It's lit. New record right yes. there. Yes. All don't right, y'all. So next time. <laughs> Look, next Look, time. Here. Y'all know what to beat. She in the Hall of Fame at this point. Right. <laughs> All right. So we kind of already talked about um, your going to college. So... Uh, what was your purpose behind pursuing higher education? Um, well, for one, I grew up in a household where education was really important. Not that it was forced on us, but we were um, explaining the reasons behind education and where it can get you and further you in life. And like literally from, i say around five or six years old, I wanted to be a doctor. So I knew that going to school was for a long Quiet. time. Okay. <laughs> was involved with that. Okay, cool. So what was your job, or excuse me, your first job uh, post-18 or post-education? 
You don't have to say the company if you don't want to. I'm gonna have to job <laughs> right out of high school, but a daycare. Oh, a 24 hour daycare. Oh, Jesus. A 24 hour daycare. Lord. Yeah. I work, I work like the, the, um, the 6th the, like the six to 11 shift most okay. of the time. Six In the PM? Yeah. Oh, bless you. Babies. Well, maybe they did they go to sleep quick? No. no. I was going to say, no, they didn't have dinner. The parents were taking back out like from like four or five months until like. 13, 14. Ooh. So sometimes you would have like newborn, like babies in there, like infants. I would be changing diapers and then sometimes I'd be doing homework for kids. So it was a mixture. Wait a minute. 14 years old? Years of yep. age. 14 years of age. I thought you meant months. No. You said four oh, months no. to 14. 14 no. years old. That's fine. <laughs> After school, the bus would bring them there to the daycare. Ooh, child. <laughs> that job the children right in jail. <laughs> right in the jail. <laughs> this, <laughs> I love kids that I don't have to take care of. (laughs) I love kids that I can give back. Well, I'm like, but even like if you working in a daycare, you can give them back. No, 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 because their parents be leaving them there for like. When I say give back, I mean like within two hours. Hey, Hey, you're so cute. Uh, We had parents that would show up on time. Mm. You gotta call them to see like, how oh, you didn't forget your kid. Mm. At this point, I'm gonna pull up on you with your kid in the back seat. Right. Like, <laughs> what up, though? Here, here's your child. Do you need this car seat too or what? Well, God bless you and your patience. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, did you always know that you wanted to be in the health, food, and networking industry? I knew I wanted to be in the health field. Um, I guess I didn't know exactly what I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a pediatric cosmetic surgeon. Hmm. Things have changed since then, but I'm still in the healthcare field. Okay. But um, no, I never knew that I wanted to be in the food industry at all. Could even cook two or three years from today. So I was gonna ask, <laughs> like, in your college experience, how was cooking for you? Because I know that's like a big deal. As like college undergrads, a lot of people come to that phase where they move into their first apartment. And then they realize, oh, I can't cook, or <laughs> I can't live off instant ramen noodles, right? Right. right. Like, or if I, I can't eat ramen noodles, right. I'm probably gonna end up in hospital. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where I learned how to cook, and I, I think I always knew the basics, but it went from knowing how to make a fried chicken patty and Velveeta shells and cheese to learning how to make home cooked meals, okay. like with real ingredients. I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Right now, I'm at Pinterest recipes, which is a step up. Uh, it, well. it, it, it is a step up. Right. It definitely is. Because usually, I'm called the main, like, <laughs> so about this mac and cheese. And, and no matter the occasion, I'm asking her for mac and like, cheese. Like, so did you make mac and cheese or not? I'm not sure. Right. It's a funeral. I and I'll be like, I don't, at this point, I don't even know who died. I just want to make mac and cheese or not? It's like an everyday thing. Like, I'll Sidebar, like, Taki texted me earlier today asking me to make mac and cheese <laughs> next week. I'm like, girl, thank you. <laughs> mac and cheese is lit. Um, her crab legs are lit. I'm about to see what you're talking about. Girl. Listen, <laughs> so now I don't even know if macaroni and cheese and crab legs go together, but in my mind they do. So, so but that's all she asked me for. Like for my birthday, I asked her to plan my birthday party uh-huh. and to cook crab legs and macaroni and cheese in the beginning of December. I don't know if those go together. <laughs> that's just that's what she wants. Yeah, I mean, you can make it work. Exactly. I feel like it's my birthday. I can eat and do it all. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so uh what inspired you to combine these things uh as far as you know health, food, networking. It's kind of a unique combination. So how did you how'd you get there? Um well 
start back from the beginning. So I was in school studying biochem at Ferris and uh, I dealt with depression and anxiety really, really bad. So cooking was my way of getting out of the books. You know, I would mm-hmm. stop doing homework and go online and find a recipe or watch the Food Network. And then when I started going to therapy on campus, they were like, you know, find hobbies that'll help you, you know, release some stress. So I started cooking and then one thing led to the next and I was helping my friends cook and I was hosting Sunday dinners at my house yeah, and all the college students come over. And then once I got older and started, you know, networking with different professionals, I realized that I didn't really fit in most of the time. Mm-hmm. Or that I That's was real. the youngest person there. Also or real. I was the only black person there. No girl. Struggle. To, you know, preaching to the choir. Or it's called Detroit's everything and there's no one from Detroit Man. there. So then I was like, okay, I need to make a way for millennials to network while being able to enjoy themselves, feel like they're themselves, turn up, whatever it is. But at the same time, meet likewise people. Hmm. And I think it's, I think what your concept is needed and unique in a way that I know like for me and Shariah a lot of times when we see networking the first thing we'd be like is there going to be food? Right. Like, <laughs> is there going to be food? And if there is who cooking the food? Right. Like, what kind of food? What kind of food? Right. Um, so we don't want to be like it's unlimited food and you get there and it's cheese and crackers. Right. Like, oh, no. Uh, no. And of course you don't be able to be every time. <laughs> I think we all have those experience where we, experiences where we try to network and it just doesn't work out because we're the youngest person in the room mm-hmm. or we're the only yeah. black person in the room. Or because or, I'm just socially awkward. Yeah. yeah. Or you just socially <laughs> awkward that it's like, eh. well, I'm going to leave. I've hit, I've hit my 30 minute limit, so I'm going to leave. I was like, so it's time for my phone. Listen, if I can make it done, minutes, been there, done that, okay? Pass out 10 business cards, I'm good. That was literally <laughs> us last week. We were sitting in the car, like, so at what point are, are we, we going to get out of the car? <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, 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 cool. We had to have been in my car for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Debating on what we were gonna yeah, do. Meanwhile, we didn't already drove to the location. We right, we sitting outside in the car. You know, I stopped going to them when I got out of college. I'm like, okay, I'm going to all these events. I'm gonna network. I'm gonna be on top of the world. And I went to my first <laughs> one. And I was like, oh no, this isn't it. This ain't it. And then it's like it takes so much out of you sometimes. So you are just like depleted, and it's like exactly. I don't have anything in me left to do anything to else talk to about. Talk I don't want to talk about no business. Don't ask me about no resume. Don't ask me about no business card. Matter of fact, don't talk to you. yourself. I'm just sitting oh here feeling all yeah. stuffy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, and yes, and I did this. Hey, sis, you know. And meanwhile, you know, right? I'm in, my, I'm in my head. I'm in my head. I'm like, well, my name is Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Want to yell across the room? Period. <laughs> <laughs> so, with um, the combination of these things, I'm sure you faced um, some interesting things. So, what are some prefer- professional? <laughs> we, disclaimer, y'all. We we've been drinking, <laughs> so y'all already been on this roller coaster with us a couple times. So you already know what to expect. We even had a couple episodes where towards the end we start slurring a little bit. Oh, the funny thing is, like, okay, y'all. So for the <laughs> listeners, right? Like this little toast. <laughs> the question is professional hurdles, and I just kind of mix the words together. Word it was like professional. I'm just on a roll when I say evolution and <laughs> professional, whatever. Anyways, what are some professional hurdles? And hard lessons you learned so far. 
Um, I think the biggest thing right now, and like I have a brand manager, and we just had to talk about this. Hey, Erica. Hey, Erica. <laughs> I'm so affixed with getting to where I want to be mm-hmm. that I'm like constantly trying to level up every single move okay. and not just sticking, you know, being slow and steady and mm-hmm. just sticking to one thing. I'm always figuring out what I can do next. Okay, I want to do this, do this, do this. We had a meeting and I had like three different like big things that I want to do in one year. And she's like, sis, calm down. So, you know, just realizing that, you know, there's time and to um, perfect where you are right now to get ready for that next level. Definitely. Um, I'm also all over the books. I'm in healthcare. I'm in, I have a job. I'm going back to school. I'm sorry, my blog. So I'm everywhere. I never have time to just sit and think. And like right now, I'm just like, okay, Lauren, know your limit. So that's like, that's one of my biggest hurdles right now, which mm-hmm. is knowing what my limit is so that I won't, you know, have any anxiety attacks in the future. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of that. Like, yes. Seriously, every client that I've taken on, and I've taken on probably three or four within this last year, year and a half, they all have that same problem. <clears throat> and it's all like, well, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and who needs sleep? I'll sleep when I die. Like, right. And I'm like, no, you're going to die because you, yeah, you're going <laughs> to die. Right. You're so like, slept. <laughs> We're young, you know, we hear the you're young, just do it all. And it's like, okay, yeah, do it all. And it's like, but take no. time. Yeah. You're young, but you want to stay healthy. You know, you exactly. don't want to age. You don't want to go crazy. I, exactly. Yeah. Like, people don't. They don't realize the importance of that. And then it takes, like, somebody from the outside telling you, like, right. yeah, no. It's, it's not a good idea. And that could be hard to take. Like, yeah, especially when this is, this is your baby. This yeah. is everything. Yeah. You put everything into this thing. You like, what you mean? Somebody yeah, else? Calm down. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You can't tell me, no. Like, that's not how this works. So it's, it's understandable. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you got to chill sometimes. It's right. okay to just... You know, take a day, binge watch a show or two, mm-hmm. you know, turn your cell phone off. Then get back to it. Exactly. <laughs> Why after you rest, you know? We don't really do that anymore, but whatever. Um, so what story are you looking to tell about Detroit with your career? The brilliance of millennials. I feel like everyone out here is that I meet these days are working towards their goals. They are doing multiple things. They have big positions and they still go out and party mm-hmm. and we are able to say that take a stand on different situations so just being able to show our resilience in the city and how we want to take a take a chance to take a chance and make things happen is really important to me you have people 18 17 years old starting businesses younger than that yeah just being yeah just black excellence in the city the comeback city of the city as they call it sometimes I guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would no definitely way. agree though like Detroit yeah. I feel like comes back from everything and I think that reflects in a lot of us that are from here like you, know, you can live here you can live anywhere absolutely yeah. absolutely because the, the kind of like hustle and grit that Detroit has is not like you can really find that anywhere no. else I wouldn't really even look for it anywhere else because no. I feel like <laughs> I saw the little post the other day and it was like everybody think everybody stole something from Detroit y'all did because yeah. <laughs> We originated everything. everything. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so we want to give you this opportunity to tell us about your business or businesses and what's the story behind Millennial Meat Stove. Okay, so but on um, Millennial Meat Stove is a blog and I have recipes on there that'll help you 
whether you're trying to have bay over or you're just trying to meal prep to keep you going so you can go to work and go to those business meetings or whatever it is or whether you're throwing a little store away at your house and you want a little bougie for your friends but okay. you got like 20 bucks in your pocket so yes, bougie, <laughs> making you work. bougie on a budget <laughs> talking about <laughs> I love hosting things and, I, and it's so easy and it's people think it's like you, you spend so much time it's like Oh, damn. I didn't spend that much money so I ain't got that much money. Like, <laughs> just using the resources and knowing how to shop and things like that. But, um... Oh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've been I there. I think this drink is good. Yeah, we've barely been there. We'll be like, what was we talking about? Right. Oh, about Millennial Meat Stove. So. How did yeah. you come up with the name Millennial Meat Stove? So. Um, well... Easy. I was a millennial and I was learning how to cook. So that the whole story is like my journey from takeout all the okay. time, Taco Bell, which I still go out and things like that, mm-hmm. but learning how to take Velveeta shells and cheese and turn it into actual meals. Like learning how to um, learning more about the kitchen, learning more about different techniques, mm-hmm. watching cook, reading cookbooks, watching um, TV shows. And just learning more about how to become a foodie and how to be a home cook. So the whole journey is me going from not knowing how to cook at all to being able to prepare these meals and post them on social media for you all. That's <laughs> real. Cause yeah. me, I think names is definitely an area me and Shariah struggle with because we have several different ventures that mm-hmm. we have. And the name is usually the last part. We think yes. of everything else. We will but have like a whole business plan. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, we ready to launch. What we we'll gonna call we'll it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like trying to figure out names and figuring out what I wanted to really do and I went through multiple names some that made no sense at all to Listen, me I look back at it we be having names in different languages <laughs> yes we tried to go the French route just last year neither, neither one of us speak French <laughs> okay so we got the little Google thing you know how to pronounce it for you right. so we, <laughs> we got Google pronouncing it for us in the middle of the coffee shop and everybody just kind of like they're weird right or even like last week we were trying to come up with a name and i was like dead set on this one name and i wanted to call <laughs> i wanted to use the word kingpin like I was, <laughs> and i was adamant that we were not i'm like kingpin kingpin is great like this is an awesome right. name and she's like no no and i'm like kingpin every no. every sentence that came out of her mouth it would be like, da da Was she? No. <laughs> it, it reminded me of the Martin episode when Cole kept saying, Rhythm Spoon. Yes. <laughs> like, that was, I was Cole and she was Martin. And then it got to me and he was like, I'm starting a business. I'm a big Rhythm Spoon. <laughs> I told y'all, Rhythm Spoon. So the next time somebody names up the Kingpin. Oh, no. Just know. I'll be sending her a text message. Might even pull up her thoughts like, look, sis, we should have used this name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you handle the craziness um in terms of being busy still uh, working in corporate america operating your business and finding time to volunteer how do you how do you keep your head on your shoulders i guess i should say um, i live by planner first and foremost i guess everything if i don't write it down if it's not my planner and my phone it ain't happening it didn't happen i just told somebody that today i said let me write it down because it ain't gonna happen if i don't put it down But I think that when you find your purpose and your passion, that all the craziness is set aside. Like, I'm working and work has been hectic right now and trying to figure out life after graduation. Mm -hmm. But just like working on my blog has just been so refreshing Mm -hmm. and um, being able to host this event next week. I'm just so excited to just like 
finally have some fun and things like that. So it, I just, just knowing that my purpose and living in that has helped. And then always remembering what I'm, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I always, I have a nonprofit and I'm taking a break right now on it because it became more of a task and duties rather than what I was passionate about as, at the age of like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. So I'm just taking a break and I'm just, just getting back to why I started why, what I was doing and now my vision is really clear and I realized that oh, this wasn't what the vision was from the beginning anyway. Mm -hmm. So getting back to it and then rebranding. So just knowing where you started, why you started what you started helps a lot. Do you have like any particular like podcasts or books or anything? Like what do you like... Outside of working, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you relax? I guess. Uh, how do you turn it off? <laughs> um, let's see. Love to shop. I love to go out to restaurants and eat. I guess that kind of relates to business too, in a way. Um, hanging out with friends, going to different events. I have like five events, like in the same five-hour time frame this weekend, and I'm gonna go to all of them. Put my outfits in the car, Dang, my shoes listen. in the car, and be there. So Where that's like the biggest part. I like to read, definitely. Um, I listen to podcasts. I listen to my my listen to today, um, Women Evolved by Sarah Chase Roberts. So okay. that's my one of my favorites right now. Um binge watching them on Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is. I love my shows. I've been watching American Horror Story right now. Yes. So <laughs> those are my, my ways of relaxing. I love wine, so hence the wind down. Yes. But I yes. love wine. I get home like pour a little glass or a bottle and get to it. <laughs> Or just get the glass that fits on a bottle. Like, that thing I is perfect. Know, yes. Five below, girl. Five oh, below okay. has them. Okay. <laughs> but I like that you mentioned that um, how, you know, going out to eat and stuff can be business for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of business owners forget, like, you can get paid to do what you love to do. Yes, so, yes, like, you know, yes. if you're like, oh, I'm going to go out to eat, but maybe I'm going to write a restaurant critique great you can write that there meal off like yeah. <laughs> and like you get paid yes. for you know doing what you love so i think that's amazing so that's all for the first round you have survived yes. the first half of the show <laughs> we're gonna take another break and then we'll be back y'all oh yeah if you're like me then you have journals and books stacked up to the sky filled with creative shorts and worlds of imagination why not take your hard work and cement something magical. With Draft2Digital, you can create and sell ebooks through Amazon, iBooks, Barnes and Noble, and others. Sign up through draft2digital.com slash gpencil and fuel your creative wonders. All right, so we're back. <laughs> Um, okay, so Lauren, this episode is going to air after the wind down, but I want you to talk about the event, just in general, how you came up with the idea and what your purpose is or what your goal is behind it. Okay, so the Millennium Wind Down is a time for millennials like myself to get together and network and feel comfortable and be around people like ourselves, up where, whether you're an up-and-coming blogger or an influencer, whether you or on the Forbes 30 to 30 list, whether you're not even starting thing, but you just have an idea and just want to be around some positive energy. And um, 
I got the idea. It's my favorite show. It's like is is insecure. Of my favorite show. And the white belt's on there. The like the one they had season two, and they burnt the house caught on the apartment caught on fire. I just love the vibe yes. of like just feeling like comfortable in yourself. And you know they had jobs. Ronnie's an attorney and stuff. So if they had She's jobs, they still ratchet. Still ratchet. Still turned <laughs> up. So that was like my ultimate thing. I thought about different ideas, like, and I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna throw wine down. I love wine. My friends and I used to always get together in undergrad and just have wine nights. Go buy cheap bottle wine you can find. Walmart oh, like two dollars, and it will get you right. It will get <laughs> you right. And just have the time of our lives, and then do our homework, and then stay for the class. So that was my idea behind <laughs> it. Um, I just want millennials to feel comfortable in who they are, and be able to network, and not feel that they have to act a certain way mm-hmm. or they have to be stuffy because they're in this area where they can't be themselves. And if they don't have it all together, that's cool too. You know, you can say, I don't have a business, but I'm thinking about it. I have an yeah. idea. Yeah. And that's you like, network and meet somebody to work with next time. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's like the perfect opportunity to meet like a mentor or exactly. just kind of someone you can bounce exactly. ideas off of. So that's yeah. wonderful people coming that you walk, that you can meet. And I just want to have a good time and celebrate them to launch my blog as well. And a lot of people know me from social media, but not, have never met me before. So yeah. it's an opportunity for you to just meet me and get to know me because I'm I'm ratchet. Yes, sophisticated. <laughs> I'm ratchet. Don't let <laughs> get you messed up. Hey. So, that's yeah, That's the wind down. Yes. Okay. So how would you encourage someone to start their cooking journey? What when they want to learn how to cook for themselves, cook for Bay, you know, or just kind of make better food choices? Um. Don't be afraid to experiment. Experiment. Uh, experiment. Um, sometimes it won't come out right. Try it again. I've tried. Okay, I tried making homemade gravy for the first time like this past year. Oh, yeah. Mom make it with the flour mm-hmm. and the oil and stuff. Girl, it was a pancake when I got done with it. <laughs> Listen, my first time it looked like construction <laughs> cement. Um, don't think that you know everything's not perfect at first. You're not gonna get the perfect picture, and people start off with you know sometimes they'll struggle place on Facebook, but you gotta start from somewhere. So, yeah. and then looking, watching, watching um, the Food Network. I watch the Food Network faithfully all the time. I'm always interested in new trends, and the food world changes a lot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. seasonal, um, event wise. So just you know, staying up on, on trends and finding your favorite foodies or bloggers or cooks or chefs and learning from them as well. Solid, so that's, that's solid advice. So what's the best piece of business advice you would give to your past self? Um, I will say, don't think you're too young to start something or that you don't have enough resources. A lot of people who have business plans right now, they think, oh, I don't have the money for it. I need a videographer. I don't have this. I don't have this camera. I don't have. I don't have a camera now. I use iPhone and makes it and make it work. And so I'm able to afford it. But you know, just taking that chance and just going for it. Um, not being afraid. Not for people might say or that the industry is saturated because it's going to be people yeah. are starting things. But everything is different. You know, every makeup brand has different offers and 
every shoe brand offers different things every clothing line offers different things so just going for it and then sticking with your personality don't change who you are to yeah. get a brand make your brand fit you i think it's interesting that you you know talk about people being afraid to um launch their idea because they don't have the right resources and mm-hmm. um i think something that goes underutilized for millennials is the idea of skill swap. And I know this is something that Issa Rae kind of touches on yeah. when she talks about networking across. Across, yes. Because you never know what your friends are good at. You never know how you can benefit from you know each other's skill, um, skill balance. So engaging in skill swaps, using you know utilizing websites like Twitter mm-hmm. or you know just social media. Period to get yourself out there and put yourself on a platform where you can gain you know, some type of service from someone else and they can benefit from you as well. Exactly. Yeah, I've been hiring all my friends that they have something they're good at. My one friend is in school for um, PR. She's my publicist now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my nonprofit. I have a friend who's been studying HR in school. She hired our mentors for our program. I have friends that want to be photographers. Mm-hmm. I just shot with my friend the, the week this past weekend. So just being able to share those resources really helps as well. Yeah, I think a lot of times it's getting over that fear. Yeah, of saying like, <laughs> Help. "Hey, I can't necessarily pay you exactly, but <laughs> I can do you <laughs> know whatever." So I think that you know getting past that fear. I know that's something that I had struggled with like for a long time, and now I'm at the point where I'm trading you know trading services with mm-hmm. people, and it's like, why didn't I do this like two years ago? We can get so much farther. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, what's next for you? What's next on the on the agenda for Elder Foodie? For Elder Foodie, um, I can't say too much. <laughs> In a general sense. Yeah. What? Definitely going to the next level with food. Um, I have some big ideas that I want to launch. Um, more networking events, more ways for people to connect. I'm teaching cooking classes next year, so you'll be able That's to exciting. learn how to cook yeah. with me. Girl, be able to network and be able to meet other women, other millennials, other people of color. Um, we've been talking about making pop up wine events like Turn this. So, up. I will be again. Be, can I buy a VIP pass? <laughs> I can just be at everything. We can sponsor, we can do whatever you need. Whatever you in there, we can record a podcast right there with the wine. Right. <laughs> I never thought that we would have another one after this one, but as, as it's been going, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the move. So, more wine downs to come. Um, yep, cooking classes, keeping with the blog, and I'm also in school and things, so have some Yay. more important things coming yeah. up with that as well. So, I'm excited for the future. That's yeah, that's so, where do you think our generation, or just millennials in general, where do you think we're needed in Detroit the most right now? I would definitely say leadership. Okay. We need to get some of these older people out of these offices, yeah, out of these positions, so that we can um, make some changes. Yeah. By ways in Detroit, we're stuck in the same, the same um, lingo. We're stuck in the same mm-hmm. stuff that don't work. Yeah. It's. Same thing every single year. It's like we can go so much further, even if you see people like Mary Sheffield, she's taking charge and making yeah. changes. We need that. We need that. And then in our school systems, we need younger people who are able to teach. And then I feel like millennials, in a way, we create more mentorship opportunities. Mm-hmm. 
you don't really find many older people who want to mentor as well as much as we as we are. Yeah. You know, we have mentorship opportunities. We have um, orgs. We have just business mentors as well, and it's not really um, that prevalent in older um, generations. So being able to offer people the chances to learn and intern as well, yeah. I think that would really help the city. I, I think that's I think that's a really good point. Um, I know for me, I love mentoring. Mm-hmm. Like I run into the issue of like I don't have enough time to mentor <laughs> all seventy thousand yes. of these kids that I want to mentor. But I think that. Um, for me, it's kind of always been one of those things where it's like, I want to do what somebody did for me. Mm-hmm. And in my case, she wasn't a traditional mentor. It wasn't somebody that I was assigned to. It wasn't somebody that, you know, knew me. It was, right. there's a new girl on campus. She probably vulnerable to a whole bunch of stuff she don't need to be vulnerable <laughs> to, so let me help her. Exactly. So I think that I've carried that over in my lifestyle where I'm like, okay, well, she did it for me. You know, I, yeah, I can right. It's more intentional that way. Yeah. And for yeah. me, I think I had so many different mentors because I did so much growing up. Mm-hmm. My mom had me in so many different activities and had me interacting with so many different right. people. So it's kind of like I want to bring all those different aspects and give that as from like from my perspective to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want them to have to touch so many different people. I want to be able to just share what I know and what I've learned and what I've gained with the next generation. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people, a lot of young kids now are thirsty for that. Yeah. Because it's becoming so rare. Like I just met my newest mentee yesterday and she was just so like open to it and so like just thirsty for like a big sister, somebody that like she can really just be herself with and know that I'm not gonna judge her and she was just like so excited it was like it kind of rubbed off on me because at first I was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really want to get a new kid because I just had one right. but like when I saw how excited she was it was easy for me to be excited like okay this is somebody that's really gonna get a lot from me mm-hmm. so I think it's it's cool that we kind of all have, have that mindset of like helping each other we don't get nowhere if we don't help each other we are gonna be stuck <laughs> Same place, complacent. So, the question most of our guests dread. Yes. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? And where do you see yourself at the end of the career? And this is not you in the ground at your feet. You are not dead. <laughs> you are not dead. We ha- we've learned we had to preface that. Um, you're, but, you know, once everything's all said and done and you can finally step back, where do you see that point in your life? So in five years, with Millennium be Stove or just in general? Just in general. In general, I um, see myself graduating from my desired program. I've I've done this thing where I'm not going to tell what program I'm getting into until like this big Listen. thing happens. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting in school and being in school and just yes. like, hey, I'm graduating then. And so. there, there's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah, yeah. a lot I'm of not wisdom. Telling I definitely see myself working in my career and getting ready for the next step, which is the next big step. So, becoming my doctor. My uh, my nickname is Doctor Bright Molo. So, hey, <laughs> Lord, learn how to Doctor Bright Molo. Um, with Millennial Bestow, my ultimate goal is to have my own cooking show. So, when, in, in my Turn career, up. I would love to be on Food Network, Aspire, any of those channels, and be cooking and being able to share that love and that sisterhood with people. Um, five years from Lenny Me Stove, 
I plan on I, I plan on still blogging, keeping my blog going, hopefully hiring other foodies to come on and blog as well, guest blog or be contributors, maybe even have a food magazine one day and things like that, definitely. So if you ever need somebody to test the food, I'm come here. here girl. Come on over. <laughs> All right. So our last official question that most um, people hate this one too. Yes. <laughs> so if you could switch places for or with someone for one week, who would it be? And just be aware that you get this person's problems, issues, but you also get like their knowledge, their money, contacts, networks, all of that. It's gonna be so cliche, but my fa- one of my favorite my favorite person is Martha Stewart. Yeah. Okay. I, love I wasn't sis. expecting that one. I love sis. Like she had her past. And we let it go, you know. Yes. We don't talk about it. She's still she's so classy. She Everything is. that she does is royal, but so simple and so easy. She makes like living and cookware just seem like it's just a breeze. Um, I love watching Martha and Snoop. I was just about to so say that. Like, to be on the show. <laughs> she's so like it's almost like she did like this kind of flip. Yeah. Like at first she was like real kind of. I don't want to say uppity, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then now she's on the show with Snoop. And some of the things that come out of her mouth, I'm like, yes, Martha. <laughs> um, my person this week would be Jeezy. Yes. I would Jeezy. definitely switch places with Jeezy. Listen, our love for Jeezy is unreal. We, we just there on Saturday. On Saturday. Oh, in, the ghetto. in the ghetto. In the ghetto. The closest we've ever been. I like. You can see a sweat. Listen, I have pictures <laughs> that you can literally see like sweat stains on his shirt oh from like the lights and stuff. Like it was an amazing experience. I would do it all over again, minus the girl who tried to jump over my shoulder for a dollar. Um, who would I switch with this week? Um, I don't even remember who I said last week. I don't remember either. But hmm. You know what? I do have a person. I will switch places with Nick Cannon. I recently watched um, a show on about him called Uncensored, I think it is, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about like all the different avenues and things that he um, that he does currently. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things about him is uh, Wild and Out and how he gives such an amazing opportunity to such young comics that would not have had the opportunity if it wasn't for him. So I would definitely go with Nick Cannon because this man is securing the bag and like mean, so many got ways. kids with Mariah Carey. Right. Mariah if I know how Carey. you say so young too. Yes. Listen, and I and I've never. He's like, he looks amazing for him to be dealing with lupus. Right. Yeah. Like that is crazy mm-hmm. to me. And like he took this like whole stand against NBC, and I never really knew why he got fired from America's Got Talent. Oh. I was just kind of like whatever but on this show he talks about like how he was doing this stand up and he said something about NBC still for nigga be careful and that is what ultimately got him on the chopping block and he was like you know I'm not gonna back down from what I said Mm. and he pretty much was like the bag ain't an issue right now so if you're gonna fire me that's (laughs) fine too so I definitely would go with um Nick Cannon. With Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. And his mentor is Will Smith. I didn't know that either. Oh, wow. Shout out to Will, Will Smith. Is, yeah. Will and Jada. Who freaking yeah. jumps out of a plane over the Grand Canyon? Like, yeah. that's crazy. 
All right, so Lauren, how can people get a hold of you if they want to check out the blog, if they want to, you know, find out what's going on? Okay, so the blog launch, so launches October 20th. It is millennialmeatsstove.com. I also have lthefoodie.com. You can find me on Instagram at millennialmeatsstove or L period the foodie. If you can find me on Facebook, L the Foodie, or Lauren Kelsey, my personal page. You can find me on Twitter, L the Foodie. You can find me on Snapchat, L for Lauren. You can find me. I'm, <laughs> I'm around. So, you know, follow me. Talk to me. I'll follow you back. It's lit. Turn yes. up. And of course, you can find us on social media at the yes, New Kids yes, LLC on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and Facebook. And it finally dropped, so we can talk about it. Yeah. We just launched our newest venture called the New Kids University, which mm. highlights, um, it kind of wraps up our experiences as college students, as young professionals, as entrepreneurs, all in one. We're going to be launching our resident advisor series, which spotlights young professionals and entrepreneurs, kind of giving their one-on-one advice on how to be great at what you do. Um, our first video semester, you know, class has started yes. about so the uh, how to nail an interview hosted by our very own Shariah. Um, it's on our website, thenewkidsdetroit.com. You can also find it on our social media pages. Um, so definitely check that out. If you want to be a guest, you can always shoot us an email at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to advertise with us, yes, hit us up. On any of our social media or email us at the new kids LLC at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye guys. See ya.